You're listening to Policy Room by SPRF. Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Policy Room. I am Soumya Singhal and today I am joined by Neha Simlai, the founder director of SPRF India. Hi Neha, welcome. Hi Soumya, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to to do stuff for SPRF for a change um on a theme that I'm not so familiar with but yeah, interested in. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. Um so a little bit about Neha before we get started. Neha has worked for over a decade on sustainable supply chains and environmental safeguards and how they interact with human development and public policy. Neha is also an avid traveler who has worked across South Asia changing her work desk while endorsing sustainable practices and climate action. The topic at hand today is responsible tourism. An acute awareness of the modern urban triad of tourism, responsible choices, and replicating global experiences in local contexts gives India a unique opportunity to redefine the way we travel, how the hospitality sector responds, and how it intersects with our growing awareness of sustainable lifestyles. And the following discussion that we undertake today, it undertakes relevant questions on just that. So, getting on with it, my first question to you, Neha, is that. Um, Tourism has emerged as a prime engine driving employment and GDP growth in India. There's been a push for the same via policies like the Swadesh Darshan scheme. So with the growing urgency for climate change mitigation on the other hand, the government and well the sector itself is faced with the challenge to balance the development of the tourism sector with environmental sustainability. Now keeping the idea of sustainability in mind what are some of the gaps in terms of sustainability that remain unanswered so far within the tourism sector Um okay so I want to start off by maybe just positioning myself a little bit Samya I am uh, like I said I'm no expert in the area of responsible tourism but i feel like i am a responsible tourist and that's the starting point i think for all discussions uh, that we'll have today um in terms of just coming back to your question and trying to uh you know decipher where the policy gaps are or where gaps are i can only speak from personal experience and in that i feel that you know i've over the last year and a half maybe you know post covid actually um been traveling around india primarily usually to relatively small offbeat places you know that aren't particularly popular destinations as it were um and in that uh, something that that strikes me quite quite often is is the need for better infrastructure support So for example if you travel to villages in the in Uttarakhand or even in Himachal and I've done this over the last year I found that stuff that we take quite for granted in um, you know living in a place like Delhi is completely absent from that local context right so stuff like a like a municipal corporation bus coming to pick up you know daily uh, garbage from from our household waste from from different areas uh very often in a village which is small that uh, that doesn't exist or that infrastructure doesn't exist um so someone actually needs to either go and segregate the the waste um and then 
dispose it in a way that would be more responsible. So whether it is, uh, you know, what and, and, and whatever that local context of, of responsibility then is, right? Um, most often than not, you'll find that it is just burning waste, which is absolutely, I mean, in my in my urban educated mind, it's criminal. But uh, but the flip side of that is that does someone want to walk 20 kilometers simply to get to the nearest, uh, you know, dustbin? So sometimes those are and, and that's just one metaphor for the larger infrastructure piece that could be uh, better managed from a policy perspective as well. But I'll stop there and hand back to you. That's an interesting point. Um, just mull over. But um, I want to talk a little bit about um, the gap within the sector. And I want to discuss this with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic. So how, what lessons has the pandemic brought forth for India when it comes to tourism? What seems to be the way forward for a sector that wishes to rest at the intersection of, um, you know, tourism and environment while also building local management practices? Um, yeah, and I think that's, uh, again, a very interesting thing to start deliberating on what, uh, what could be the intersections between what we understand by way of sustainability, what the ambitions are, um, and what are the questions that that remain unanswered. So, um, I mean, if I was to look at the hospitality sector, or if I was to look at uh, government support to the hospitality sector, uh, whether it is at a state level, whether it is at a central level, um, I do think uh, things like waste management practices, even access things like electric uh, electricity uh, etc need to be need to be thought through and and consumption really needs to be thought through from the perspective of what is locally available and what is going to be locally challenging i think i think the key lies in contextualizing a lot of what we uh, what we end up jargonizing from a, at a central level to a very uh, local level awareness of what the landscape of tourism looks like what responsible choices can look like what replicating or or uh, reinventing or reframing even global experiences and global best practices will look like in local contexts and give them that very in india for india sustainable lifestyle sort of um, perspective or lens um, and and I, I I really think that we're at a starting point for a lot of these discussions, Samya, because, um, you know, in India, tourism as an industry has only come to um, a point of, of, of relative maturity with, with our generation, right? Before this, a lot of tourism was focused on families traveling, traveling to visit family or traveling to places of religious interest. Um, it's only, uh, and it was r- more rare for, you know, let's say my, my our parents' generation to, to travel for the sake of traveling or to travel for tourism. Today, that point around tourism has been addressed. So now the point around responsibility and sustainability definitely needs to come into focus and and the more 
um, you know, the more the sectoral understanding of what responsible choices means will grow, um, it is quite natural that the tourism industry will will follow suit and and already start uh, shifting. I mean, if, if you look at you know specific and 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 these are the, the examples are many, but they are also uh, interestingly uh, not as many as as some of us would like. Right? There are hotels, Airbnbs. Uh, homestays that that allow for very responsible choices to be made right so you they'll have uh you know switches with with sensors to turn off lights if there's no one in a room um they will have uh you know so there will there will be plastic free beaches etc but also you know in the larger context of you know it's a plastic free beach but it's is it a plastic free ocean you know so there's always the you know there are always those those larger global problems to be addressed and the tragedy of the of the millions but yeah i think responsible choices is a more acceptable notion in tourism today than it was say 20 years ago um again stopping there and handing back to you that again is a very interesting point to make because i did um mention replication of global experiences and like contextualizing them within your local again context and sphere what that does is that kind of brings to discussion not just the off aspired for luxury luxurious lifestyle but also puts a sense of responsibility on you as a tourist to keep in mind that there exists um you know ecologies and ecosystems both in in terms of like environmentally as well as socially that need to be preserved um taking a cue from that and also building on to what you've mentioned about how a lot of people want to go to places that are not in the mainstream that are offbeat which is not to say that you know mainstream places like goa or jaipur or shimla or manali have lost their charm because they clearly haven't but what people flooding to offbeat places does is that it means over tourism in natural regions that would and that could result in displacement of natural habitats or degradation of heritage and cultural loss or monumental depletion because i mean we've seen how natural ecosystems were changed um into biospheres and national parks that would um, eventually lead to interaction between the human life and the forest life so i wanted to know how do you like envision a reimagined approach to traveling that is sustainable in a way that it builds a strong sense of heritage preservation while also you know uh, making space for responsible lifestyle that could be taken up not just on part of um the tourist but also on part of the community living within these offbeat locations that's a that's a very long winded question and very and 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 needs to be sort of uh, you know broken into parts for sure so i think just revisiting the earlier point that i was making somya around you know religious travel or travel to understand history a bit better and you mentioned jaipur at some point in your in your question as well so i think i think just to kind of situate a lot of these things i think tourism itself is evolving as i mentioned as a space in india and in that then how 
you know a reimagined approach is is but natural right uh, the way we travel has changed the way we book tickets has changed the way the industry responds to feedback has changed and also these things are getting more i mean at least as the urban traveler i think i think some of these things are getting easier and also some of these things are getting quite difficult i was in bangladesh i when i speak i speak not just for us in india but i speak for the way that as as a subcontinent that we travel i've been in bangladesh i've been in in nepal and and i find that i don't know if you if you've seen the netflix documentary 14 peaks but it just touches upon the the idea of the 14 most sort of magnificent peaks to conquer for in human history are are also unfortunately now being conquered by plastic waste um and that is just an abysmal truth of our times but so again situating this against the backdrop of of how we manage ourselves as a race as a species honestly globally is 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 more critical for us to understand so when i was talking to you about bangladesh right we were we were in the sundarbans and uh, the sundarbans as you know is the largest mangrove forest and it's absolutely stunning by way of a landscape and part of it is not tourism oriented at all i mean there are there are pockets which are overfished there are marine protected areas which have had so much sort of influx of you know co- coming from a humanitarian crisis in the region um and i speak about the rohingyas so there are multiple layers of a problem and it would be uh i mean i would be re- it would be remiss for me not to not to understand that it's not just one aspect of tourism that will address the larger theme i think in terms of just coming back to the whole point around local lifestyles i think part of the choices that one makes as a as a responsible tourist is eating what is accessible locally um is is wearing what is appropriate for for a particular region so for example you don't go into corbett wearing a uh you know wearing a bright bright red i don't know jumpsuit um so all of those things also need to be sort of situated in the kind of lifestyle choices we make and also how we how we see ourselves as people right so i i think in the larger notion of what we want to position ourselves on instagram or how we uh perceive ourselves even as as tourists i think i think there's there's definitely ways for uh for better for better planning for better experience and for and for more responsibility not just as a tourist but also as as an individual going to i mean you you don't go to someone's house and mess it up um and that's that's just the basis of what what you what you start off with right um i think if i was to kind of make an ambiguous overarching statement i think i would come back to that over tourism is is a function of a population explosion in the region um that can not be unfortunately denied at this point um so whether i look at the more mainstream choices that people do end up making or whether i look at people 
going to fragile ecosystems you know whether it's a whether it's a high altitude wetland uh in in pangongso or forest region in in arunachal or the sundarbans or even the the run of kutch i think i think in india we have so much diversity in the landscape and yet so much fragility and you speak of you spoke about cultural loss and monumental depletion what's happening right now with with local offbeat spaces is is exactly what happened perhaps in the 70s and 80s when you had all these beautiful historical monuments which were which were completely uh, degraded because people would go and scribble notes or write graffiti or uh, you know or 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 sort of just 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 be basically irresponsible in in those spaces uh, simply because they were accessible and that same thing is happening with ecosystems now unfortunately i don't know if if the human being is going to have the liberty of you know of being able to redo ecosystems um like we've done with historical spaces so i don't know if there's a again i'm i'm drawing a metaphor um quite loosely but i'll 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 stop at that that it actually brings me to um, what you said about how in the 70s and in the 80s a lot of now mainstream locations were somewhat offbeat and they were turned into um something that could be you know that could become mainstream because of a lot of over tourism and that did lead to like and when people did indulge in um you know irresponsible behavior it did kind of it, it a lot of mitigation a lot of damage control had to go into it which kind of brings me to the point of touristification of places and because once people go to like offbeat places and once they come out on the radar that's when the entire process of vacation sorry happens and i just want to kind of i want you to throw a little bit of more light on the validity of of touristification and what that could look like in the future if you know offbeat places are well preserved ecosystems are put out in the mainstream and people do flock to them i mean again and so man this is this is uh, this is where the conundrum is right so to in order to preserve an ecosystem it requires attention that attention unfortunately comes from the ecosystem interacting in whatever way and form with 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 human beings and the more human beings that you put into an ecosystem the more uh, the more uh, fragility you introduce in it so so it's it's a little bit of a chicken and egg situation if i'm being honest um so for example right now people do talk about everest and the plastic waste on everest um versus similar amounts of plastic waste uh, on let's say the kanchanjunga and and us not knowing about it and it simply comes with the amount of attention that 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 mount everest receives um similarly uh, you know pangong so will always receive more attention than let's say a somoriri which is uh, which is or, or even a chandratal which is almost as beautiful um, and uh, similarly fragile um so i'm really not sure if i have the right answer but i do think that there is need for us um you know and and for all of us as a as a sort of 
more sensitive uh, set of people to create some value in the systems change that can be brought about um, in responsible tourism? Can we start bet demanding better services from the people who we interact with at a local level? Can we start helping them make responsible choices? Something that I did quite recently is bring back all the the waste that I that I generated uh, from a recent trip. So I was in a really small place in a really small village called Pura in Uttarakhand, which is in Almora uh, district. I, I I think it's in Almora district. I have to check that, but it's really tiny as a village. And I carried copious amounts of chips because uh, well, chips is chips chips are life. Um, uh, potato chips, of course. Uh, but um, and 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 I realized when I was going back up to you know to take to take a a, a taxi back, um, I realized that if I left all the plastic in the room, they'd probably burn it. Um, and for me, that was that was problematic. So whatever you feel you can do is uh, is a bit of change that you can drive. And I think just there's responsibility in just making that choice uh, consistently and conscientiously um, wherever you go. So even if even if some of us start doing that, I think uh, I think it will become a norm at some point. But yeah, handing back to you. Thank you for that wonderful insight. That sounds like a good note to end our discussion on. And I'm so happy that we got to do this and we got to cover so much ground while still like iterate, iterating and like reiterating the same point about making responsible choices as a tourist. And a lot of time and also um you know, contextualizing the development of the tourism sector itself with respect to the ecosystems and like the, the areas it develops in, which again becomes very important um, practice to undertake, not just as tourists, but also as policymakers and as the, sec like, as the sector itself. I think there are three key takeaways that I would want to position um, by way of responsible tourism. One is to perhaps start thinking about accepting local lifestyles. So if you're going to, um, you know, uh, I don't know, eat local, shop local, consume local stuff. So don't try and don't be me. Don't try and carry all the chips of the world to a remote location. Um, it's okay if you're going for 15 days and you want to, uh, and you only get to eat what is simply available uh, locally. I think that's one key. Um, I think the other is demanding better um, infrastructure support. And that's where the policy piece comes in. Um, is there a way for you as a responsible tourist to, to come back uh, to wherever you're you're from or wherever you you work out of, and and write back to municipal authorities. Talk to them about waste disposal. Talk to them about um, deforestation. Talk to them about uh, you know about about roads access, uh, electricity, health. Um, I know I know of at least at least six or seven. Uh, uh, people who have moved to villages um, and in the in the in Uttarakhand and 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 Himachal, 
and and realize that one of the reasons why they're spending so much by way of fuel is the lack of of health infrastructure in locally available so can you as a responsible tourist come back and help support some of that by demanding um and at least shining a light on uh, on on local issues so coming back to the three points that i was looking to make and lastly just you know uh treat a space respectfully i think uh, i think it was wwf which which has this beautiful line um where they said you know the only footprints you leave uh, should be uh, should be the ones uh, you make barefoot or something like that. I don't. I, I can't remember uh, the exact line, but I think it was. Um, I think try and minimize your ecological footprint, at least the one you're leaving behind in a, in 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 a, an ecosystem that that is giving you a lot of pleasure um, and and a good break from your otherwise very urban lifestyle. So those would be my three points, Samia. Thank you, Neha. That was that wonderfully summed up um, the entire discussion, and it just still kind of, you know, maintained the three triads of hospitality, of making responsible choices, and of contextualizing experiences of tourism and development. And with that, I guess we'll call it a day. That was the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening in, and. We hope to see you next time with another podcast with another interesting conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks, Omya. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Policy Room, produced by the Social and Political Research Foundation. SPRF is a youth-oriented public policy think tank based in New Delhi, working to spark dialogues for a better democracy. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.